Hello, friends. It's Ariel Hawani of The Ringer MMA Show. I'm Chuck Mindenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll. And together, we are Three Pack. Follow and listen to The Ringer MMA feed exclusively on Spotify for all the latest the world of mixed martial arts and join us live on spotify green room after every big event see you then love yous Mwah. it's the ringer nba show presented by fanduel the road to the nba final starts now and fanduel is the best place to get in on the action right now you can check out the new and improved quick bets which are back and better than ever for the nba playoffs on fanduel Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. What's poppin'? Logan Murdoch here, Roger Bell there. Ra. Mm. My week over the weekend I saw somebody that uh we both kinda know, man. Know that we know you know him better than I do. Word. Who? A guy by the name of Stevie Nash. Oh, I saw I saw Steve Nash. I saw right. Steve Nash. Um, acquaintance of the show. You know I fucking gave him shit. You know there I fucking gave him my shit. Man. My man. I'm not gonna say friend of the show yet. He's not. He hasn't earned that. He has not earned friend of the show at all. I like. He that. hasn't earned it. But acquaintance of the show, I guess, is is basically what I'm gonna say. But okay. he t- he told me to tell you first of all when I was leaving. Well, first when I got there, we were talking about our elite 11 prospect here that we have in, in Florida that, 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 that you're grooming over there. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You we're talking about the, the, the next great, you know, we're not going to say names not yet. You know, they, the streets ain't ready. He's not ready for us to say his name just yet. Yeah, you know, yeah. you got to earn that, yeah. but you know, we're grooming, but, uh, keep your head down, keep working. But, young fella. You know, you know, Steve was, you know, he was saying you know, how, 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 how much potential the young homie has, you know, uh, you know, playing football, playing the sport. Then, you know, we're, we're talking through, you know, the stuff and things like that. And then when he leaves, he goes, and this is just the charm of Steve Nash, which is why he's an acquaintance, I guess. He goes, tell Ra Ra I said hello <laughs> on the way out. <laughs> That's After my the, guy, you man. Know, you know, you know, it was That's beautiful. My That's my guy. All jokes aside, man, Steve, uh, like when we were in Phoenix, my, my wife and I didn't have kids yet. You know, we were we were trying to have kids. There was a time where we didn't know where we'd be able to have them. And so him and him and his wife at the time, you know, had the, the twins. And they would open up their home to us, like, for Christmas. We'd go celebrate with them and watch their little girls run around and open gifts and stuff like that. And so when my when my boys were born, like, Steve was, other than, like, a grandparent, your nurse, like he was the first person to hold both my sons. You know what I mean? So, like, that's my guy. And no, he yeah. hasn't been on the pod, and I will forever give him shit about that. But that's always going to be my dude, man. I understand why. Hey, 
good dude. Really good dude. Good dude. He's yes, a really, sir. really yes, good sir. dude. And I was like, I didn't know, man, because like I kind of known him in this time with the Warriors, and I, I didn't know, you know, because you only see that you only see them once a year. You only see the Nets, some Eastern Conference teams once a year. But everything is advertised. Really good dude. So just yeah, good dude. We'll just keep it at that. But he's as far as his pod is concerned, he is not a friend of the pod yet. He has to earn that. That's fair. I think that's fair. Is that fair? Okay. I think you are. You right. are. Listen, respect is earned. Friendship is earned. Friendship earned, my man. Earned. But he's a good dude. He's a really good friendship dude. Friendship is he, earned. He, friendship is okay. earned. Like his friendship's okay. solid, but generally speaking, like friendship is earned. What do you mean? Okay. Okay. Like I gotta, there's gotta be a mutual sure. trust. You know, we gotta, there's, there's, there's an earning of friendship. That shit don't just happen. All I'm gonna say is Nash, I love you. Roger loves you, but you ain't, if you ain't on this pod, if you ain't on this pod, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Let's get to the shits. I'm just fucking around. Let's get to the shits. Uh, I want to <laughs> talk to you about. I want to talk to you. I want to go to go to your old stomping grounds. I want to go to Utah. Mm. I want to go to Salt Lake. Shout out to Vaulters. Mm. We in the building. We out Shout here. Shout out. I'll be All out right. there too in March. I'm in the streets. Oh, you in the streets? Oh, oh I'm going to be oh, at Vaulters. Hey. Yeah. I'm going to be oh, up okay. in the canyons. Yeah, I'm going to be all okay. over that. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Lock in with Ra. He, he going to say it with his chest when you see him. All right? <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to talk about the Utah Jazz. Specifically, I wanted to talk about Donovan Mitchell. And the reason why I've been wanting to talk about Donovan Mitchell is because the Jazz came through the Bay a few weeks ago. And I remember, you know, reading up on the Jazz, um, just just because I wanted to see him. Shout out to my guy, Eric Paschal. You know, I covered him as a um, when he was with the Golden State Warriors. But mm-hmm. what I saw about Donovan Mitchell, and I, there's been like this, this, this friction between him and Rudy Gobert. It's, but it's like in a very millennial way, like Donovan Mitchell was liking tweets he is when they when he's pressed on these tweets, and I know you hate this about our generation, Raja. Where we'd be like, "So what you what you say about that? What was you saying?" He was like, "Well, we got to We're just getting ready for tomorrow's game. It just evades the question, right? He's evading mm-hmm. the question between his funk or alleged funk with Rudy Gobert, and this comes back up because the other day uh, somebody asked." You know, when this is from a media perspective, when somebody when when there's smoke, we got you know we got to see if there's a fire. So we are gonna ask your teammates about what's going on with these like tweets. All right, we are gonna right. ask somebody till we get an answer. So somebody, I guess somebody asked Joe Ingles um, about Donovan and all the situation, and he says, "I don't think Donovan Mitchell wants to leave." That is interesting to me, right? Because not because I don't think Donovan, or maybe he does. He's from the East Coast. I don't think Donovan Mitchell is going to leave anytime soon from the Utah Jazz. But you know who who knows, right? But it does seems like the seeds of a narrative are about to form, Raja. The seeds mm-hmm. of a narrative that we typically see with I'm not going to say small town because I got a, res- a lot of respect for Salt Lake City. But especially in the plain states and the middle America and all the and, and spe- basically, if you're not a big city or not considered a big city and you have a star, there's always the allure of going to a big city. We've been seeing this more and more about if somebody, a high profile guy has, a, has some funk with a teammate that is, you know, good or st- stuff like that. We see a narrative form. I'm starting to see this happen, Raja. Is there, is there fire where we see smoke? First of all, let me just put a pin in your question and give a shout out to Joe Ingles. That that injury, um, I fear that it is that dreaded yeah. ACL, MCL type of deal. Uh, it Tough just low to Utah, man. Yeah, it's a horrible injury. Hopefully, it's not, but I don't I don't have much faith in that. But shout out, like I feel that's that's terrible. 
to your to your question about Donovan Mitchell, um, I don't I don't know exactly what's going on with, with Donovan Mitchell or the Jazz. So I want to be clear about that. But in situations like this, typically there does come a point if you can't get that championship. You know, or your team is just really, really close and never really gets over the hump. Um, where you you then have to start asking your question, the question, um, and worrying about said player, you know, wanting to leave. And that's not specific to the Jazz. That's just you know, kind of the situation in any pro sport. Like while you have these windows and you have these these players that you have control over because you've drafted them, you've got them young. Um, you know, for the most part, just happy to be in the NBA, right? Destination and second homes and, you know, things like that aren't at the forefront of of, of what they're thinking about, you know, post, I mean, after, you know, after the, the lights go off. But when, when they start to transition into the next phase, if you haven't capitalized and you haven't won, you know, you do have to start worrying about that. And I, again, I don't think that's specific to Utah. I, I, don't, I don't think uh, it is either. But... You did hit the nail on the head. While Utah is a fantastic, and Salt Lake and 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 the surrounding areas are great. I loved living there. Like I've always said it, it was great. My wife lived living there. We had our third son, Zen, was born there, and you know it was great. We go back and visit all the time. Um, there are things that bigger cities have to offer that Utah doesn't. Now, I don't. I mean, I like big cities, but I'm not a dude who likes to be out all the time, and you know, so I'm fine in some places. I can't speak to Donovan Mitchell, but there are things in bigger cities that might hold more lore to young players, you know, than Salt Lake, more things to get into, if you will. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I do know that the jazz have been really close. They've been a really good team. They seem to have a really good chemistry, but you've only got a window of time to get that done in. Right. Because I, once you peaked and you're on the tail end of that window, it still kind of looks like you're playing great ball, but relationships might not be the same behind closed doors, yep. right? Frictions yep. might start. And, and that you can't really tell on the court because they still look really good, but things are souring behind the scenes. And I'm not saying that's happening in Utah at all. I'm saying it happened on teams that I was on where, where things just weren't the same, even though the product, like you couldn't really tell that there was any difference on the court in the locker room. You could feel that things were changing. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two for five dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two for five dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. I'm gonna be real. Young players do not like them small, small town cities because they want to party. They want to do all this stuff. They want to kick it. They want to chill. They want to. They want to just have like all all the cliche that and the endorsements and all these things. But they want to have the the uh, everything that comes with the big city at a young age because of what they think a big city provides for them. Right? A mid market team came through. Right? And I was talking to a player there, and uh, he was talking like. Man, I hate this such and such city. There ain't nothing to do. And just in the nick of time, a uh, uh, OG former player comes and is like, and it's like I couldn't have scripted this any better, Raja. And the OG is like, "Yo, man, you're probably in a better situation in a young in in a, in a mid market city to do what you want to do." Than if you were in a New York or 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 a LA or or all these places, like you, 
And then he was like, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show you the game, right? I'm gonna show you what it is, right? But I say all that to say to bring that all the way back to Donovan. We see all these things with Donovan Mitchell um, because of the CAA ties uh, and with the New York Knicks. Okay. And he's from the New York area. That's why there's always just speculation and things like that. You see that, right? You see the allure of sub of the, the the Knicks. The Knicks always have allure. The Madison Square Garden always has an allure, no matter how good or bad they are. Um, I remember a couple weeks ago when Dame Lillard was in town, Irv Gotti was like, yo, man, I need you to come to the Knicks. I need you to come here. Yeah. Right? There's that allure all the time. I just see when you go talk about Donovan Mitchell, man, I, and I hope that this isn't the case, and I hope that this doesn't – I think that, like, if he builds it right, if Utah is as good as an organization as we all think they are, just in the front office and things like that, it can work out to stay and 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 keep going. My question to you is, how does a narrative start from a player perspective from us? Like when you see it from the inside looking out where it's like, oh, man, you like to tweet. And we, how do we exacerbate a situation that doesn't even necessarily need to be exacerbated? Because I do think that that's kind of what's happening between him and Rudy Gobert. Well, I mean, you exacerbated by writing the dumb shit. Okay, that was to that was to me. That was yeah. that was I right mean, here. If you're, if you're asking me. me, that's how you exacerbate it, right? Like if I'm if I'm Joe Ingles and I have to sit up there, I don't know that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are are liking or or you know subliminally sending jabs. I, that's not that's not my that's not my business. I don't know that until you until you ask the stupid question, and then here I go, and now I leave the press conference. And I'm minding my own, like doing what I do, talking to family. Hey, yeah, good to see y'all. I got to catch this. I hop on a bus. We got a flight to catch. You know, I'm out and then I'm sitting down and, you know, chilling back in the seat. And I'm like, what the fuck was he talking about? Let me dig into this shit a little bit. Let me start asking some questions. Right. And now we got a Now we got a snowball effect started. And, and families, I mean, teams are families yeah. or, or as close to families as you're going to get. And, you know, I've been on teams where. The culture was love, 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 and everybody got along and and it rolled smoothly and we didn't play well. And I've been on teams where it was more of a business relationship where there was a respect level, but maybe we didn't break bread all the time and maybe we weren't at each other's holiday parties and stuff like that and we kicked ass. You know what yeah. I mean? So like they're different families and they're different types of locker rooms and they're different types of relations even within those. And so I don't read a lot into whether or not guys... but and and. Whether, whether or not guys are always looking like they're besties. We are together, or you, or you are together all of the time. I mean, you're spending plane rides and bus rides, and I hear your conversations because I'm sitting in the seat right behind you, and you hear mine, and I know what's going on here, and you know, and, you know, sometimes that shit just gets to be a lot, and people need, you know, to be able to go through their little thing and keep it moving. I don't know, you know, all that's going on there between Rudy and Donovan. And so if I were their teammate, I wouldn't want to be answering questions about it. I'd be like, I don't know. I can't speak for how a locker room is was when you were a, a player. And I would love to get your perspective after, after I share this. But, man, these dudes are on their phones so much now, man. Just, I'm, I'm assuming it's like the equivalent to the newspaper when you guys were, were uh, when you were playing, right? 
they're in their phones so much about what's going on. But the thing is that that you guys have, and I've talked to a lot of players about it, like former players about this. You guys could at least turn the shit off, right? You can like, you could put down a newspaper and be like, I'm going to go, like, I'm not going to read this bullshit, right? Yeah. They read them, they do, they do these things and they look on social media and they see what other people are saying about them. Like, you're alone in Utah as Donovan Mitchell and you're just looking at yourself and you're like, you see a tweet that says, Rudy Gobert is annoying. And you're just like, you know what? Sometimes Rudy Gobert can be fucking annoying, right? <laughs> like, you know, and then you keep thinking about this about all the times that Rudy Gobert was annoying, right? And then that that builds up something. I'm just, this is just an example. I don't really, like, obviously, I'm just going off what, I, what I've sure. seen. Uh, like, I ain't Tony Jones in the streets, like, in Salt, in Salt Lake City. I don't know all the things. But what I'm saying is, like, I could, in this generation, we know way too much about these motherfucking players and they know way they they can they're way too accessible to slander and all these things in a way that I don't think is really healthy for teams that's why I think we see so many people that are trying to go get that instant gratification they're trying to make that 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 new look and try to get like all these things going so I could see you know, somebody in Salt Lake with nothing to do, even though they could go hiking and there's a lot of stuff to do, do some outdoorsy stuff, get up out the house, but keep your phone at home. But they don't do that because they're they're young and they want to like they, they want to kick it in New York or something like that. But I just feel like this in this specific thing, I don't think I think it started off as just being close in proximity and all the annoyances. But I think like social media and these new the the new millennials and all and, and all, my age group like really exacerbates it with the social media, man. I, I really do think that that's what it is. Well, everything's blown out of proportion now with that. You know, yeah. good, bad, and and in between. It's all just ridiculous. And people are addicted to those things, man. I mean, me included, yeah. right? I sit there watching games with my kids and my wife, and I'll take account, I'll look around, and I'm like, God damn, like we're all sitting here trying to watch a game, trying to hang out, and we're all looking at a phone. Everyone put the phones down. Everyone put the yeah. phones down. Like we're putting like a... <laughs> Put them down, put them in a bag, leave them by the front door. Um, yeah. You know, so I tend to agree with you. I, I would say as far as Donovan Mitchell is concerned as a, as a young star in the league, I couldn't, I would make the case. And again, I want to be careful because this isn't really a shot at Salt Lake. It's just the fact. Like if, if he were in a bigger market, being the player that he's been, he'd probably have a larger national profile not that he doesn't have one but markets matter yeah they do when you're trying to build a brand when you're trying to establish you know uh, Kyle Kuzma uh, might get recognized in some circles before Donovan Mitchell just off a simple proximity and that's no shade to either one of those people but I'm just saying correct correct and it's and clearly not even in the same category as player in my opinion but you know the teams that you play for the markets that you play in um the 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 profile that those teams have Sometimes bring bigger endorsements, larger, you know, audiences, and and you reap the the benefits of that if you're doing your job. So if you if you are a relatively young player like Donovan Mitchell and you're looking around and your aspirations are yes to win championships, but also to, you know, you hear people say, I want to be the best to ever do it, right? You think it's cliche, like oh, I want to be the best. But a lot of dudes are like, hey man, I I want to be the best to ever. Do. Like sometimes markets matter in the quest for that. Or you know, the, the, the narratives and storylines that you would need to support that. And so, again, if you're not going to win that chip or get, it's different when you're going to the finals. Yeah. 
it's different because you're right there. You're like, no, we're yes, we're we're right there. But you know, the Jazz haven't really crossed that that bridge yet, and so that's where they that's what they got to do. They have to figure that out so that so that the pressure then becomes on Donovan. You know, like, hey man, you you gonna walk away from all of this? Like, look what we're doing, man. We're getting closer and closer every year. You know, you're you're in your prime. We're gonna continue to put pieces around you. We're, we're already in the finals. Like, you know, you're gonna leave us. And you put the pressure on him because there will come a point where he's like, yes, I'm out. Yeah, I'm leaving. You, what have we done? Yeah. And it, and that's unfair too, right? Like, it, it, but it is what it is. And like we referenced the Joe Ingles injury, which doesn't look good at all, bro. I saw it that. Look, it doesn't look no, good. Look. That takes the Utah Jazz out of title contention, in my opinion. It just does. Like if he's out for the season, I don't, they're not going to the finals. They're not. I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't. I think they're fourth or fifth in the in the Western Conference right now. He's a it's a huge part of what they do. Huge. It's part. not gonna. They're not going to the finals. I'm, it is what it is. But say another year they don't go to the finals, and what's the narrative that's going to start off? It's like, oh, Donovan. They get those. They're great regular season team for whatever reason. And and I even said it on the pod even before Joe Ingles uh, got hurt. I didn't think that the Jazz were going to the finals. Just simple fact because when their defense always lags during the postseason, that's just is what it is. But like, it's tough. And then the narrative is going to be, oh, you can't win in a postseason. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's the same thing that happens over and over again. But I don't know. It's just interesting, man. I do think that like if this keeps going, he, you know. There's going to be a good chance that that Donovan dips. That's just the way it goes. That's just the way it is. And it's that's the league. It's the way it goes for most teams in the league. It's not a Salt Lake thing. It's not a Jazz You know thing. who else it happened to? The Golden State Warriors. Yeah. The ba- greatest room, run of all time. Right. You know, they got left at the altar. It, it just it just happened. Yep. Happened to the Heat. With happened LeBron to the James. Heat. Like happens, it happens. No, it, that's just business, man. This is this is professional sports. You have to get you have to get that done and give people reasons you know, to, to stay where they're at or they're going to be looking, you know, for, for another place that they can. It is what it is, man. Let's take a quick break. Roger says some team is in trouble. I want to find out who it is. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Nissan. Level up your next four-wheeled adventure with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, built to navigate you to some of Earth's most awe-inspiring spots with seven drive modes and all the power you need. Get the thrill of the drive in every moment of your journey with the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. And we are back. Raja, who's in trouble right now? I, listen, I, I, sh- I was really harsh when I said they're in trouble. I want to. I want to. No, no. You, you over here? Come, come on, bro. I am. I'm, I'm walking that back. You said it really I'm with your chest. Back. Okay. I did say All it right. with my chest, and then okay. in the pre-pod, I also said, like, I'm worried about them. I don't think my eyeball says they don't look the way 
they should look. That's Your Milwaukee. gut has been right. It's Milwaukee. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. It's Milwaukee. Okay. I don't, I'm sure Brooke Lopez not being there has, has a huge, plays a huge role in that. I, I, but something just feels off when I watch them. Like, I feel like there may be some slippage in terms of overall hunger. Um, you know, it's a weird one because it's not, it's not, it's hard to quantify or give you a stat for why I feel this way. I just watch them. I see them sitting in fifth in the East right now. I feel like for some reason they just can't consistently get it moving. And it's just my gut. I don't know. I can't support it or substantiate it. I just have a feeling that, that the vibes are off right right now. They're not right now. They're not a team that I would pick to, to win a chip. And I came into the year saying, yeah, but right now I don't feel like that. I think your first um, inclination about Brooke Lopez is pretty, is pretty on, on par because when they did play fully healthy, what they do opening night, they beat the shit out of the Brooklyn Nets. And it wasn't even close. I remember watching that game. And granted, Kyrie was out. But, like, Kyrie's probably not going to play in the postseason anyway. But they beat the brakes off the Brooklyn Nets. And it looked like, okay, Milwaukee's going to be the team. They're going to be the team. Yeah. Who hasn't played since then, Raja? Yeah, Brooke. Brooke Lopez. For sure. So, I I do see where you're going with this. But I think that that goes back to our previous argument with, uh, with the Jazz. Is like, yo, it's not always a superstar that will make or break your season. Superstar gets you into the conversation. They get you into the door. The generational talent gets you up in the room to be like, okay, we have a chance. Right. The role players, and I've learned this from you, I've learned this from Perk, to put some respect on y'all motherfucking name because y'all really hold it down when, in the ways that we just don't see, bro. We You, you don't. And bro, what did Brooke Lopez do last year? Turn into Shaq against yeah. <laughs> against the against Atlanta Hawks front line took took uh, Capella to school just just was just just literally won the series for them. It wasn't Giannis. It was Brooke Lopez that won that series and got them to the finals. Um, same thing in the finals. Brooke Lopez played an important role in that front court. Um, and so when you and I think he has a back injury. That those are always tough to gauge, right? Those are always tough ones to 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 navigate, and you never know when you can come back because those are always tricky. Um, so, boom, Brooke Lopez. Let's just put that put it there. Yeah. What do you What do you think is going? To, what do you think can be done for this team to continue? What did you see? What were the What were the vibes telling you, Roger? What, what were the vibes telling you when you did watch them and when you did see them or read up on them? What did they just What did they tell you? No, again, like I can't really point to. You know, def- defensively, like the numbers are solid. Offensively, they're solid. They're big threes playing well. So I do think it's got a lot to do with missing that major piece, at least defensively, of what they do. And I don't mean to marginalize what he does offensively, stretching the floor and keeping those big dudes out of the paint and stuff like that, because that's probably equally as important. So, but I, but I do think it's that. And if I'm making a case for, you know, I love that when we like we say these things. They it's get a screenshot. And it's, no, yeah. yes, and it can't change when, in fact, yeah. like the season unfolds, and like literally two weeks from now, you you could possibly be saying a, a completely different thing because they're playing better, right? Like that's the nature of playing that many games, and so hopefully we will be, um, you know. And if I'm making the case for for a silver lining, like you're getting a lot of people really big, meaningful minutes that may need to contribute in in one way, shape, or form come down the stretch and leading into the playoffs, whether that be for just, you know, rest or 
because there's some injury and there's real necessity or what have you, right? Like you've got, you've now got more seasoned players because they've had to pick up these minutes. But I don't know, Logan, the best way I could describe it was there was its energy. And boy, I feel so crazy, man, because again, I talk about this high school team I have and way more often than not, when we come into the locker room, my messaging is about energy. There are times when the messaging is schematics, but in high school, you don't run into that a lot. Like you just don't like not a lot of dudes are out there doing stuff that, that, that is, that is like, Hey man, here, you know, we got to counter this by doing that. Like, it's just not rocket science. So way more often than not, it's, it's about energy and kids are always looking at me like, Oh, really? Like, you're not going to give us some like proprietary, like play that's going to allow us. And I'm like, no, like play harder, dog. Like yep. want that shit more than him. If the ball's on the floor and you could get it or he can get it, go get it. And so when I, when I watch Milwaukee, I'm going to default to that. Like I didn't see anything schematically really or, or anything to be worried. They're sitting in fifth. Like their numbers look solid. Obviously those big three are playing well. The energy was a little off for me. I've watched them a couple times and, and they looked like they were on a mission before they got the chip, right? If you can feel me, like they were, yeah. they were on a mission. And sometimes just a little slippage in that area can be what, what an eye like mine says it's seeing, right? Like mm, maybe can just I do not- a devil's, Can I get a little devil's advocate up in for here? For sure, for sure. Okay, devil's advocate low. It's really hard to maintain energy levels in general, just life and all these things. And especially it's hard to maintain energy levels it's January, and you know this is the dog days. We're right before all. We're like a few weeks away from All Star break, and I could. I'm just going to make the argument. What if they're just tired right now? Like because they went on such a, a roller coaster of emotions. They wanted to kick ass and prove everybody. They're trying to repeat as a title repeater, and you go so hard for the first two months when everybody's watching because everybody watches the first couple of months of the season and they trail off because we're in NFL, right? right? No one, no one is caring about what's going on. It's the dog days of the league. It's going to ramp up after All-Star break. I could see this team just saying, Brooke, just get all the way. Get your back right, bro. We, don't, we're, we can hold down the fort and stay to like four or five and just hold, ride, ride the ship until you get back, bro, or anything, right? Or just an overall point. We, could just, we just got to get right. And then we just go on a run to end the season, right? We'll just get back to end the season. And all that matters is we're – because the, the Milwaukee Bucks and similar to the Brooklyn Nets are one of those teams that are battle-tested, dude. They're fine. They're, they, once they get to the, to the show, they know what to do. It doesn't matter about home court advantage. They know how to win on the road. They won their last, um, they won their last series on the road to get against Atlanta, right, with Brooke Lopez. But I think, you know – Every time I see coming through uh, the Bay, tired as shit. They're just tired. They're just trying to get through the game, you know? I think once they get through the All-Star break, I think they'll be fine. Is that what is is that is that a, is that a, a more a a compelling enough case? It is. It's a compelling case, right? Because, you know, on one hand, I'm telling you, it's just a little feeling I have having watched, right? Like, so I think yeah. you probably hit the nail on the head with where they are. Um, it, it, it does support kind of what I thought I saw, which is like, yeah, you did just come off of a championship. Um, That does expend a lot of energy. We are, to your point, kind of in the dog days right before All-Star break. And all of that kind of has to be factored in, right? And the approach they should take is the one you are talking about. Brooke, sit your ass down until we are 
100%. And then we're going to sit another week just to make sure that, you know, right. we are guns ablaze coming down the stretch. Um, you know, what do you, like, I but, have a so, question for so, you. Well, yeah, go ahead. I have a question for you. I'm going to bring this back to the, to the little homies on the, uh, on the, on the team that you coach. I'm, I'm going to bring it back to them. I don't know why what they're going to be do? good in practice today. I know that. Okay. I mean, you know, listen, they better be listening and to the real ones. We are listening. Wheel. They're hey, in class hey, right hey, now. You better be good today. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All moms. <laughs> well, my question is, what do you do, Ra, when you're in game 15 of the, of the, uh, of the, of the, of the little homie season, right? right? And, you know, they, you know, one of them probably ain't been doing homework and shit. You know, they, they, they you know, they probably, you know, on the verge of getting grounded. So they just like re- coming into practice pissed and they're not, and they're, the energy levels are, they're sulking. You know, I'm just bringing up scenarios, but these are what kids do, right? They just coming in and they sulking and they do all these things. What does Rod do to get the guys in gear? Do they, does he, does he, does he, does he run them to half to death? Does he, does he, what do you do 17s or do you give them an impassioned speech? Do, what do you, wait, how do you, how do you get your team? How do you put a light of fire under their ass? Is what, I don't know. That's what, that's what the OG coach used to tell right. me. How do you light a fire under them? It's a really good question, Logan. Um, and I hope the little homies is listening because y'all, y'all in for, y'all in for some <laughs> shit tonight. <laughs> your group, your group changes like, you know, from year to year. So what might work for, a team last year might not be the answer for this year. Um, mm-hmm. What I try to do is like the running, I don't think works. Now we will run. Like if you're yeah. in there and like, we're not concentrating and, and you know, we're just doing dumb shit. We can't remember plays and you're not like, we got to wake you up. But what I try to do and what we try to do is just foster like a more competitive practice. Like we try to put a practice plan, practice plan together that, has you competing for everything you do, right? Less teaching maybe in this practice, right? Or quicker spurts of teaching and then longer spurts of competition, you know, w- within, you know, the the area that we just taught, whether that be boxing out or, you know, weak side help into, into you know, into your gap. Now you're in deny and we get you on the wing and now we're going one-on-one. Like more things that, that interest them. Less talking, less teaching, more like let's get after it so I could talk a little shit because I beat you, right? And hopefully that picks the energy up. Sometimes, even when you do that, the energy doesn't, the energy isn't there. And some of those days, you know, as a coach, you know, you just got to accept that it's not going to be there. Sometimes it's better to not be in there, right? Like, yeah. I believe it. Like, hey, listen, if this is just going to be like this, like maybe we need to, maybe we need to regroup. Maybe we need to get out of here. You guys go. It, but sometimes it's not even, it's not even worth it to beat them up or, or anything like that. You know, I, I typically, I, I always work the best when, when a coach would explain to me why it was in my best interest to do something. Mm. Like yeah, why, yeah. It, why it made sense for me. It showed they cared. To be that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you try to explain it. doesn't always work. You know, and then yeah. sometimes, sometimes you just got to get in somebody's ass, dog. And to bring this full circle, it's crazy because it's like I was, I was talking to the, to some of the folks in the Brooklyn Nets, and you know, like you don't be knowing other, you know, when you see a a, a friend in the league or something that comes around, you don't be knowing they schedule where they're going after this. You just see them when they're in the moment, right? So I was just talking to some Brooklyn people, like, yo, where y'all going next? What, what's what's the trip look like, bro? They're going to fucking Phoenix. Then they're going to Sacramento on a second night of a back-to-back. I think then they're going to Utah or something after that. Then they go back to the to the East Coast. Bro, they ain't tripping off of it. Bro, they're going, they're fucking tired, dude. They're tired. And that's just one example. 
Yeah. And, you know, like, they, they, it's, that's why, like, no, people you say can, these are the you, dog You're days. right. No, you're right. You're right on Milwaukee. Yeah. And I'm not in a yeah. panic mode. I'm just, I was just telling you, it looks a little, it looks a little off. But having, having you explain it to me and going back to when I was in that time of season, you are looking forward to the break. Yeah. You know, like, you want to, hey, man, I got to get away. I got to refresh. It's hard to keep generating and manufacturing energy. Yeah, no, no doubt. But you know what, man? We, we, we made a valiant effort today. Shout oh, out we to manufactured to our, a lot of energy today. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we out here in these streets. All right, so good job by you, Raja. That was, was well, sir. That was our Monday edition <laughs> of Real Ones. <laughs> Matt, Hooper, Matt Hooper Monday's here. Ah, we're here. Um, but uh, make sure you guys check us out Mondays and Thursdays. But in the meantime, in between time, ah, ah, make sure you check out Upside High. With Jonathan Sharks and J. Kyle, man, tell them the real one sent you. Make sure you check out Weekends with Waz. Make sure you check out The Void with KOC every Wednesday. Fall the Void! Make sure you check out Group Chat. Make sure you check out The Answer with Sirit Sohi and Chris Ryan. Make sure you check out R2C2 with who? Raja Bell. Maleo legend, the Crestside Clown, CC Sabathia. Make sure you check out Black Girl Songbook with who? Raja Bell. Mm, one of my favorites, town legend, Danielle Smith. Now that we paid the bills, we have an announcement, Raja. We have a Grizzlies Palooza coming on Thursday. All right. Get your John Morant takes out, baby. You know what I'm saying? All right. Get your shit out, man. Get your barbecue ready because we have Grizzlies Palooza, which is our first real mismatch because we're going to have KOC in the motherfucking building. We're going to have Chris Vernon. In the middle of the fucking building. Birdo, we out here, okay? So, what we would like you guys to do, what we like you guys to do, is send in your questions for Grizzlies Palooza. You can send that to real ones mailbag at gmail.com. Or any Matt Hoopers out there that want to, you know, ask a question or do something like that, make sure you call 510 469 0294. It's going to be, it's going to, we're going to have, we're going to have a nice little party, man, you know, because we, we know. Hashtag get John Moran a signature shoe. Facts. Hashtag hashtag Roger's not motherfucking playing. Okay. Why, why hashtag Roger. I don't know why All we right. got to be begging for that though. I don't, hey, that shit hey. just makes sense. Hashtag Roger still got Nike ties. Hashtag Roger still has influence. Hashtag, hashtag we hashtag, out here. Hashtag Roger needs to get his little uh, 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 care uh, package. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hashtag Roger needs his care package. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag we out here. Holla, we'll see you guys on Thursday. Peace. <laughs>